We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. everybody another Ralph Gatulo craft beer cast on AM 970 the answer here it comes That's right, Farner, and I uh, hope you're having a great Labor Day weekend here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, I myself am uh, at this point either home or on my way home from the uh, Farner and Loverboy show at PNC uh, Bank Arts Center. First time ever that I've not gone to a concert all summer, and this is, you know, at PNC. This is the first time in uh, Farner and Kelly Hansen. Uh, you may not know, um, it, Kelly, uh, Kelly Hansen has been the lead singer of Farner for a number of years now, well over 20 years, uh, or almost 20 years. Um, Farner is uh, calling it quits after uh, the end of this year, and um, this was supposed to be the final show, but I think they're extending it a little bit. But anyway, um, back in 2011, uh, Mick Jones had um, Kelly Hansen and the boys re-record all of Foreigner's hits with Kelly as the lead voice. As you know, everybody knows Lou Graham was the original voice of Foreigner. And um, they brought when they brought in Kelly Hansen, I mean, forever and a day ago, um, you know, they decided to re-release all of their songs with Kelly's voice. And Kelly is a tremendous musician. He's been on record recently uh, talking about uh, bands that use uh, recordings and lip sync or whatever. And he basically says, if you can't play the songs live, then you shouldn't be touring. Put out an album, make your sales on your downloads or whatever, but don't go out and waste people's money. And I think he's 100% right. Um, You should be able to play live. If you can't play live and you need tracks, that's a problem. Um, To me, that's a big issue. I don't want to see, you know, uh, basically a karaoke band or somebody lip syncing. We had that with Millie Vanilli. Forget that. Play live or don't play at all. And if you you can't play that well or your voice, there's something wrong, then take a break. That's all. It's not that hard, right? All right. I digress. Coming up in 20 minutes, Jan Chodowski, head brewer and co-owner of OMF Brewing in Colorado, will join me on the program. The Great American Beer Festival is a few weeks away. OMF puts on a great event called Gratitude leading up to uh, the GABF. Uh, We will chat about that and a lot more, and that's coming up in 20 minutes from now. But first... 
Let us go to our good friends at Stone Brewing. They're having their 27th anniversary celebration, but their 27th anniversary beer is out now. It is a double IPA. It's brewed with, uh, I, I, I'm going to say this is peacherine. Uh, that's, I'm assuming that's right because I've never heard of that uh, hop before. Uh, Rewaka hops along with Phantasm, an extract from uh, Sauvignon Blanc grape skins, all sourced from New Zealand. Plus some good old-fashioned, I wrote gold. See, this is the Ron Burgundy in me. I write something down, and I read it verbatim. Uh, Plus some good old-fashioned mosaic hops as well. Stone's 27th anniversary party taking place at their Escondido location on Saturday, September 23rd from 6 to 10 p.m. You can purchase tickets for that event at stonebrewing.com. Just go look under events, uh, and you will find out all the details. Now, listen to this. It's from 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, it's 55 bucks for the main festival. It is $130 for the rare beer, and, and we'll get into that in a minute. So your rare, your rare beer – all right, let's start with the main festival tickets. The main festival tickets, 22-ounce tasters of beer from 40-plus breweries. You get a commemorative glass to take home, and there's live music. Now, tickets were $45 until July 31st. They were 55 after July 31st. So it's 55 right now, 55 to get in for the main festival. Now, if you decide to plunk down the 130, here's what you're getting. 35 two-ounce pours of exclusive rare beers or main festival beers. Tasty bites from the kitchen, commemorative glass to take home, live music, and you get in an hour early at 5 o'clock. Now, that's a pretty good deal. 35 two-ounce pours over, what is this, four hours or five yeah, five hours. You're getting food, right? Music, and you get in an hour early, which is pretty cool. Now, I won't go through the whole list of participating breweries. We don't have enough time in the segment, but if you click on the link at stonebrewing.com and you're going to be in Escondido in San Diego uh, on September 23rd, my advice to you is to get to it. There's a lot of great breweries that are going to be there, uh, many of them local breweries within the area. Um, You've got Russian River, you got Wild Barrel, you got uh, Weathered Souls, you got The Vale is going to be there, Society, uh, The Brewery will be there, Jester King is going to be there, uh, Coronado, 21st Amendment, Cascade Brewing, that's some of the rare beers. You've got Cider, uh, Maui Brewing will be there, Modern Times, Pizza Port, uh, Sierra Nevada will be there. Uh, there is a lot of great breweries that are going to be there on September 23rd. So that's pretty cool if you want to check that out with Stone Brewing. Um, what else is going on? Indeed Brewing, our good friends from Indeed, have added two sparkling THC drinks to their portfolio. High Fiver, Pistachio Dream, it's got 5 milligrams of THC and 5 milligrams of CBD. It boasts the same flavoring as its popular Pistachio Cream Ale with the addition of vanilla. Double High Fiver is a is Pink Burst, it is 10 milligrams of THC and 10 milligrams of CBD. That features a flavor that resembles the Pink Starburst Candy, both drinks contain zero alcohol. Both are available at the Minnesota Tap Room and in retail locations across Minnesota. No, they are not able to ship it around the country. Sorry, you'll have to go to Minnesota in order to get it. Our friends from Heavy Seas Beer, uh, home of Maryland's original and largest craft brewer, known for its uh, bold, adventurous, and award-winning craft beers, proudly presents their latest creation, Bodacious Blonde, a true Baltimore-themed blonde ale that pays homage to the brewery's deep-rooted Maryland heritage. It is a delightful, easy-drinking ale, 4.5% ABV. 
Uh, it is a, an available in six packs of 12-ounce cans and draft. It'll be distributed exclusively in Maryland beginning on September 5th. So that is the uh, day after Labor Day. Bodacious Blonde can also be purchased at the Heavy Seas Tap Room. Uh, that started this past Friday, which is really cool. And brewery founder Hugh Sisson says, Heavy Seas Beer is going to celebrate 28 years of brewing in Maryland this December. We're extremely grateful for the support we've received over the years. This beer serves as more than an expression of gratitude. It is a proud declaration of who we are. If you're seeking a local beer, this is certainly one to try. So kudos to uh, Heavy Seas Beer. And then Left Hand Brewing is uh, having their Oktoberfest presented by FNBO. This year's festivities will be held at Left Hand's on-campus venue, The Garden, on September 29th and 30th, 4 to 9.30 p.m. on Friday, 11 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. on Saturday. Oktoberfest 2023, part of a longstanding left-hand tradition that began in 2012. Proceeds from ticket sales, merchandise sales, and parking benefits the Left Hand Brewing Foundation and local nonprofits since its inception. This event has raised more than $265,000 for nonprofits in the community. Uh, Of course, Traditional German-style stuff, uh, German-style brews, live music, their Oktoberfest Mars and Lager, uh, three local bands. They'll have polka, traditional events like steinholding, brat eating, and costume contests. Tickets are $10 for Friday, 20 for Saturday. Kids 12 and under are free. VIP and premium packages also available, including event tickets, beer tickets, and premium seating for eight people. Uh, the tickets are available on Eventbrite. If you just do a search for Left Hand Brewing, you will find it there. Uh, this year's Oktoberfest Mars and Lager returns for the season with rich copper hues that will shine from your stein, balancing malt-driven notes of bread crust, biscuit, and toasted pretzel with just the right amount of noble hop character. Culminates in a dry and spicy finish. Uh, they, Of course, they say you can drink this over and over again as the leaves are changing for fall. And uh, they are not wrong. I like a good Oktoberfest beer. Nothing wrong with a good Marzen. Um, and then finally, as we've been mentioning all along, Westfield Hops, Pouring in Westfield, New Jersey, on Saturday, November 11th. Uh, tickets are on sale now at 6 to 9.30 p.m. Uh, great styles of craft beer, music, access to great food. Westfieldhops.com is your website to purchase tickets. Uh, I will be at this event. It's literally seven minutes from my house. I'll jump in a lift and uh, get over there, and um, it's fantastic. I can uh, drink my fill and then get back into a lift and head home and be responsible, which is what Everybody should do so. Kudos to my friend, my good friend Allison. She does a great job with all of these different things. It is always uh, a fun time. Westfield Hops. I missed it last year. I was out in San Diego, but I will definitely not be missing it uh, this year. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including some stuff in New Jersey that's going on. By the way, uh, I will give you Governor Phil Murphy's text number. That's right. You can actually text the governor, and we're going to need your help. To text him, then do it nicely. We don't want you to be mean about it. But it, from what I'm understanding, he does receive the messages or somebody in his office receives the messages. So this is important. We need to talk about that, including how the New Jersey Alcohol Beverage Control is not allowing to make beer to raise money for breweries, to raise money to help breweries pass a law or help in a charitable way. We'll get into that next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, the Labor Day edition of the program. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. Uh, I am uh, on my way home, or probably home already, from uh, Foreigner and Loverboy. Great show. Kelly Hansen as the lead vocalist is phenomenal. And that is from, as we've been mentioning during the program, uh, from a Jukebox Heroes. This was Mick Jones reissuing all of Foreigner's uh, biggest hits um, with uh, Kelly Hansen singing as opposed to Lou Graham. Now, I want to know what love is, for those that don't know, is Foreigner's greatest or biggest hit single. Um, it topped the U.S., U.K., Canadian, and Australian charts while hitting number three in Germany and the top ten in numerous other countries. Uh, the Agent Provocateur, that was the album that it came from, was the band's most successful in the United Kingdom and Germany, uh, where it peaked at number one. Uh, it was, uh, let's see, making the top five in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, a song, that, that and Waiting for a Girl Like You, which Mick Jones didn't want to do originally. Uh, but I, I believe, as the story goes, Lou Graham is the one who convinced Mick, like, no, we've got to do this. And good thing he did, because it is a, um, it's a tremendous song. And it's great. And it's one of those ones... Usually, Foreigner finishes off the night with it, um, and they usually have a chorus. Uh, the last couple of times that I saw them at PNC Bank Art Center, uh, they had a chorus behind them singing the song. It was just great. And uh, listen, I love those guys. I could see them over and over again. I've never had I've never had a bad time uh, at a Foreigner concert over the last you know fifteen or twenty years. And Lou Graham hasn't been in the band uh, in forever. And Lou is still performing. Uh, he performed in Rahway uh, a couple years ago. Um, and he bills himself as the voice of Foreigner uh, and still does a tremendous job. It would be interesting to see if Lou returns at the very end of this tour uh, sort of to finish off um, Foreigner, you know, as they uh, ride off into the sunset. We shall see. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jan Chodowski, the head brewer and co-owner of OMF Brewing in Colorado, is going to join me, the Great American Beer Festival, just a couple of weeks away. And right before the... Uh, GABF kicks off. OMF puts on a great event the weekend before called Gratitude. We're going to chat about that and so much more coming up in 10 minutes from now. So before the break, I mentioned uh, some stuff about New Jersey. And if you recall, uh, about a month or so ago, Icarus Brewing um, put out a beer called Brew Jersey and wanted other brewers uh, to brew the beer. And a portion of the uh, sales from that beer would go to the Brewers Guild of New Jersey. Great idea, right? To help in its fight to get this brewery bill passed and, you know, whatever. Um, So Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing um, posted just recently on Facebook, on his page and other pages, uh, he made mention of the fact, and Chuck is the owner of Death of the Fox Brewing, he made mention of the fact that the Brew Jersey beer first produced by Icarus Brewing, Um, the ABC apparently reached out directly to Eric Orlando, the executive director of the Brewers Guild of New Jersey, and Jason Goldstein, the owner of Icarus Brewing, and said, you cannot make a beer that profits the Brewers Guild. And so, you know, so basically you can't do a beer for charity is essentially what they said. And um, the way the ABC put it, they said, it is illegal for the proceeds of any beer in New Jersey to go to any unlicensed entity, such as the Brewers Guild of New Jersey. Now, 
uh, Eric and Jason argued, it is a pretty standard thing and happens at bars and breweries all the time. They, the Alcohol Beverage Control of New Jersey, said, no, they didn't care. They followed it up with some case law saying it's always been illegal and that they would enforce it if it continued. Now, apparently it is legal. I spoke with a, a few people. It is legal for breweries to make the beer. And it is legal for breweries to make donations. But the money cannot be tied directly to the sale of a beer. So in other words, a brewery can donate $500 to somebody, but they can't make a beer saying that if you buy this beer, a portion of it will go towards that charity. Uh, Which, again, I find absurd. Um, I, I feel like this is being selectively enforced. I have a feeling somebody made a call to complain. I don't really know who. I I had suspected that it was the either the governor or somebody in his office. Uh, I was told by somebody specifically that's not the case. Um, so I, I don't know. But again, um, I I don't understand why New Jersey and by extension, let's put let's put it you know where it squarely needs to be put. Governor Murphy is the one that is preventing this thing from moving forward. He could sign the brewery bill. He could give the breweries relief. Um, and work towards a bigger thing. He seems to be stubborn in the fact that he thinks that something is going to get done in six weeks before the end of the year that's going to suddenly change liquor license laws, you know, forever. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. He doesn't seem to understand that. I don't get it. Now, to be clear, breweries are allowed to make donations regardless that all of their income comes from alcohol, but direct alcohol sales cannot be used for donations according to the ABC, which also would close the door to a lot of philanthropy that breweries, bars, and restaurants do, as well as political contributions. So it's illegal for a brewery to make a political contribution to somebody, which is sort of standard practice, I think, in all 50 states. I'm not exactly sure. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, we've done fundraisers before at at, at restaurants where, you know, a, a, a dollar of a pint, you know, goes towards something. Why is that illegal? Why is it that you can't, again, it seems to be a bit capricious. It seems to be, again, selectively enforced. Like, uh, you know, if other people do it, nobody says anything. We're not going to say anything. We look the other way. But if somebody says something, we have to say something. It's weird. Now, the other thing before we run out of time in this segment, you can text Governor Murphy now, 732-605-5455, 732-605-5455. You'd say, you send him a text. It comes back with a couple things. You have to give her permission, uh, and apparently you can text the governor. Now, if you're going to do this, and what I would encourage listeners to do if you're listening right now, text them and say, Governor, please sign the brewery bill to give relief to breweries that need it. Don't be nasty. Don't don't bomb them with a bunch of F-bombs and whatever. That's not getting the message across. But if you text them at 732-605-5455 and ask them to sign the brewery bill and do it politely, Maybe we can create a grassroots effort that will uh, give him the impetus to sign this bill. I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Weldworks uh, and um, a culinary, top culinary-inspired food uh, maker have teamed up to produce an unlikely flavor combination, pickles and beer. Now, uh, I've seen a few of these uh, pickled beers. Apparently, um, inspired by Weldworks marketing manager Lauren Kale's uh, love of 
uh, both beer and pickles. The Greeley Brewery looking to their friends at The Real Dill, a Denver-based company that makes artesian pickles and Bloody Mary mix, uh, made her dream a reality to venture into the pickle beer space. Uh, it is called Never a Dill Moment. It's a 5.5% ABV beer that's made with 70 gallons of The Real Deal pickles and brine. It's an unconventional ale that is easy drinking, slightly tart with subtle notes of dill and spices. Uh, this extremely limited beer is available now on draft at Weldworks, uh, as well as participating retailers. Um, this is Weldworks' first pickle beer, hopefully not the last. It will have limited distribution uh, within the Front Range in Colorado, some distribution into Summit County and the Western Slope. Check Weldworks' Beer Finder to find a participating retailer near you. Again, a limited release, but you can get it on tap now at Weldworks. Never a dill moment. Uh, and then finally, uh, before we take a break here, under new U.S. government guidelines, I know you really want to hear this on uh, the day before Labor Day, Americans could soon be warned not to drink more than two beers per week. Apparently, the Biden administration's alcohol czar, Dr. George Koob, says Americans might be told to limit themselves to just two beers a week under potential new alcohol guidelines. Now, Koob made the uh, big news the Friday before last that the USDA might soon revise their drinking guideline uh, guidance to just two drinks per week. Apparently, in Canada, the government advises their citizens to limit themselves to two beers per week. Currently, United States guidelines state women can have one bottle of beer or a small glass of wine or a shot per week, doubling that for men. Uh, alcohol intake is defined as containing 14 grams of pure alcohol, which is about 0.6 fluid ounces. The following count is one alcoholic drink equivalent, either 12 ounces of regular beer at 5% alcohol, five fluid ounces of wine, 12% alcohol, or one and a half fluid ounces of 80 proof distilled spirits, which is 40% alcohol. Um... The Coop told the Daily Mail there were no benefits to drinking alcohol in terms of a person's physical health, while admitting he enjoyed buttery Californian Chardonnays weekly. Um, apparently, uh, if the United States changes the drinking guidelines, uh, they won't be announced until late 2025. Canada, apparently, their restrictive drinking guidelines were announced earlier this year, dropping previous suggestions of 15 drinks for men and 10 for women to two or less. I'm assuming that's per week. Canada's announcements, not 15 in one night. Canada's announcements come after new research from multiple academic institutions suggests that drinking even minimally can lead to many health risks. Again, it's the same thing with, with coffee. Drink coffee, don't drink coffee. Drink beer, don't drink beer. Everything in moderation, folks. That's how you do it. If you don't feel like drinking, don't drink. If you don't, I only, I basically only drink on the weekends and maybe I have, you know, five or six on a Friday night or five or six on a Saturday. I try to limit it to one day on the weekend, but sometimes you let yourself get a little carried away. It happens. Everything in moderation. When we come back after a short break, Jan Chodowski, the head brewer and co-owner of OMF Brewing in Colorado, will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I hope you're enjoying your Labor Day barbecue wherever you are. Of course, head games from Farner, but this is not the original version with Lou Graham. It's the version with uh, Kelly Hansen, who is now the new lead singer of Farner. 
And uh, they are performing uh, tonight, even though we're recording this interview earlier in the week. They're performing tonight at PNC Bank Art Center, which is where I'm at or probably home by now at this point. But welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. My next guest on the program, the co-owner and head brewer of a fantastic brewery in Denver, Colorado. And since 2013, this brewery has been hosting a party during the week of the Great American Beer Festival called Gratitude, which is their way of saying thank you to all the folks that come out and enjoy the big event of the year in the craft beer world. Now, for more info on the brewery and their tap room, just go to buyomfbeer.com. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, it's been a while. Jan Chodowski. Jan, how are you? I'm great, Al. Thanks for having me. Oh, you got it. So, uh, uh, 10 years, Jan, of hosting this event, Gratitude. Why was it important to host this event at the start of your brewery's existence? You know, we, we had a... Um an awesome group of, or community of people that just really, you know, supported us right off the bat. And, you know, so it's just a really great way for us to celebrate um, the community that has supported us and uh, celebrate the beer that we uh, worked so hard to make all year. And, uh, yeah, just say kind of, hey, thanks for supporting us. Come out the weekend before GABF and have a good time with us before, you know, we get we get a ton of out-of-towners coming in and jamming up the place, which we love. But, right. you know, we want to we – you know, just say thanks and provide a good time for our regular customers and everybody who supported us over the years. So that's kind of what that party is about. And as part of the festivities, you have some special releases, not only made by OMF, but some collabs as well. Who are the collabs with? Yeah, we have a collab with um, D-Bolt Brewing um, from Denver, uh, Colorado, and it's a Saison with Yarrow, that's bottle condition with Bertenomyces. And it's got this really, really beautiful, uh, flowery, and almost, you know, kind of spice character on the aroma and then just drinks like a really beautiful light uh perfumey saison and then we also have a um a cold ipa uh collab with strange brewing out of denver colorado mm-hmm. topped with uh meridian and uh centennial and or no sorry meridian simcoe and cryo citra and uh just really awesome to work with some local breweries here and uh incorporate them into our party all right, I, I have a question for you because nobody has really been able to answer this one uh, for me. Cold IPAs—they seem to be now the 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 hot IPA as opposed to hazies and stuff that are making a comeback. What essentially is a cold IPA? Cold IPA is you know really similar to you know maybe uh, an old school IPL, um, okay. but with uh, hopping that is more in line with like a modern West Coast IPA. So you can think of it as, you know, like really light, you know, Pilsner base, really clean malt character, and then hopped with like, you know, maybe a little more fruit forward West Coast style uh, hopping. Um, and so it's this really cool blend of, you know, like just a really awesome clean lager with modern hopping West Coast techniques. Yeah. Got it. Got Instead it. of like an IPL might be more of, you know, like kind of a little more bitter and old school lager, hoppy lager, mm-hmm. whereas the West Coast. Uh, or as a cold IPA would be, you know, a little more modern take on that same kind of idea. Got it. Talking with co-owner and head yep. brewer Jan Chodowski from our mutual friend Brewing Gratitude takes place Saturday, September 16th. It's all day long, 2810 Larimer Street in Denver, Colorado. For more info on the brewery and their tap room, just head over to buyomfbeer.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, I heard as a part of this gratitude thing, you guys have a contest going on that if you're at the event... You have the ability, if you attend Gratitude, to win OMF beer for one year. How does that happen? Yeah, that's correct. So if you're if you're going to buy, you know, we put together a nice little uh, 
beer package and merch package. Uh, so if you're if you pre-purchase one of those packages that you know includes like you know some of the releases, the gratitude uh, ten release, which is uh, a Leopold uh, Imperial whiskey barrel aged uh, blackberry imperial stout, mm-hmm. and um, our customer appreciation IPA, which we're brewing today. Um, you you get entered into a chance to win free beer for a year. Wow! And uh, we'll be doing the drawing live uh, live at Gratitude. So somebody's going to win free beer for a year. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cool. And it's a limited yeah. amount of of uh, entries to win the free beer. Is that correct? Yeah, I think we're selling about a, we're we're offering up a hundred of these packages. So Got if you're it. one of these, uh, if you if you buy one of these pre purchased packages, you're entered to win. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it comes out to be about, you know, a four pack a week or something like that. Yeah. For the whole year. That's pretty good. Now the bundle jam packed, as you said, Jim, with stuff for 75 bucks, which leads me to this across the country in pockets. We're seeing a slowdown of disposable income. Are people coming in less to enjoy OMF beer or are you seeing the same or more foot traffic this year to last year? We are seeing slightly more foot traffic in our tap room than last year. Just a little bit above. Okay. Um, you know, we're a little brewery. I think, you know, you know, where, where we're seeing, you know, like a little bit of pushback in um, craft beer might be affecting some of the larger regional breweries, which is definitely going to be tough for them. Sure. But we're a little brewery, so um, it's easy for people to find us, you know, and, and, and get to our tap room. We're happy to have everybody coming in still and supporting craft beer. It means a lot to us. Absolutely. I mean, it's just because yeah. we're seeing the influx of, or not the influx, but the um, the subtraction of breweries, even you know in New Jersey, all these restrictive laws, we're seeing a lot of breweries yeah. that are either being sold or they're closing because they just can't uh, can't handle the, uh, the the restrictions. Or other places where it seems, and it seems to me, Jen, and this is just you know uh, looking at it from uh, from a more wider perspective, um, breweries that were not able to shift during the pandemic to whether it was takeout or whatever else uh, they needed to do. Those are the ones that seem to be closing because they weren't able to pivot, whereas ones that were able to pivot, uh, you know, as best as they could during the pandemic and the people supporting them were able to survive. Do you, do you sort of see some of that in, in Colorado? Yeah, I can only speak to, you know, our experience and maybe breweries our size. So we're pretty small and we're able to, yeah, maneuver and pivot, just like you said, a little easier than maybe mm-hmm. some larger breweries are able to. Um, we also have really favorable laws in Colorado that allowed us to kind of do that and right. yeah in states where the laws are tougher i feel i feel i feel for those breweries that had a harder time you know uh, you know adapting you know and that's kind of like you know the whole thing with craft beer in america is that we're able to adapt and pivot quickly and if you're constricted in that with with the laws in your state that makes it much harder and i feel for those breweries for sure yeah 100 percent. we're talking with co-owner yeah. head brewer jan chadowski's from our mutual friend brewing gratitude takes place saturday september 16th all day long 2810 Larimer Street in Denver, Colorado. And if you attend the event, you pre-buy one of these packages for 75 bucks. you got a chance to win OMF beer for one year. And believe me, the bundle itself for $75 is well worth your time. A lot of beer packed in it. It's a really cool thing. Uh, you get a hat and some other stuff as well. For more info on all of it, buyomfbeer.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, of all the beers that you made for this event so far, Jen, which again takes place Saturday, September 16th, which is the one that came out better than you expected? Oh, yeah. So we have a bunch of special releases. But, yeah, specifically Gratitude 10, which is um, we worked with Leopold Distilling. Um, th- this is like the premier beer for the event. So it's an, an imperial stout that was um, aged in their blackberry whiskey barrels. So it's just this really 
awesome, deep, and uh, slightly blackberry candy-like uh, imperial stout, you know. Um, and it, it, I was just so surprised at how awesome that came out. You know, it's the first time we've used um, fruited whiskey barrels at our brewery mm-hmm. from Leopold Brothers. And I've been trying to get them for a long, long, long time and finally got to secure some. And so I was really excited to use them, and the beer came out, you know, just beyond my expectations. So I'm really excited for people to try that. And what's the ABV on that? I think we're looking at, you know, I'm getting it tested this week. I think we're looking probably around, you know, 11, 12%. Oh, yeah. nice. Well, and that yeah. sounds good. Now, last question for me, Jen, and I assume that you'll be attending uh, the Great American Beer Festival. What's the one thing that you're looking forward to out of all the events that happen uh, during the GABF? Yeah, you know, uh, the one thing that I'm looking forward to during GABF is just seeing, you know, old friends that we don't get to see as much, you know, people coming back after, you know, it was it was definitely, you know, like a research uh it, like people came back last year for it, right. but uh, looking forward to the same thing: seeing old friends and seeing people come out and supporting craft beer. Yeah, because uh, w- I've been going for a long, I've been going to the festival for a long, long, long time. Right, and and I enjoy it every year, and we- it's it is great to see people supporting craft beer. And, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong. Was last year the first year that it was back full? You know, without restrictions, or yes. was there still okay? So the year before was I think the year before, right? It was can was twenty one. They didn't have it, or it was very restricted, right. and then right, and then yeah. last year was a full. Uh, full event because I know a number of guys from breweries and stuff that'll be heading out there. But this year again is it's full capacity and uh, and that's yep. a great thing. And you know, listen, one of these years I'll get out there. But I uh, for the for the GABF, oh, we'd love to have you out. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I, I was planning a trip to Red Rocks this summer, Jen, and it, it things just happened and I couldn't make it happen. But um, next year, my plan is to go to Red Rocks for a concert at some point during the summer. So I'm going to be in the state. I am coming to see you uh, uh, without a doubt. So, you know, I already told my wife, I'm like, you ain't coming. You're staying home. I'm going solo. It doesn't matter. I got to get out there because that's my next sort of beer destination that I want to do a couple of days out there and uh, have some fun. So uh, uh, I am definitely going to be there next year at some point, and I will let you know when I am out there. Uh, my guest uh, has been co-owner and head brewer Jan Chodowski, our mutual friend brewing. Gratitude takes place Saturday, September 16th, all day long, 2810 Larimer Street, Denver, Colorado. Buy omfbeer.com. Get in on the package. You get free, you'll, If you win OMF beer for a year at no cost to you. Uh, what does it cost? 75 bucks. Come on. It's worth it. To get Je- the entry, yeah. Absolutely. And the package is worth well over 100 bucks. Easy. So, yeah. so there you go. So you're making yeah, out yeah, already. Yeah. Jed, thanks so yeah. much for joining me tonight. All the best, my friend. Hey, you too. Thanks so much, Al. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Lover boy, everybody working for the weekend. Got a chance to see them as well uh, tonight. What a great show from both Farner and uh, Lover Boy. Hopefully, you got a chance to see Bruce Springsteen this week as well. Obviously, he played on uh, Wednesday. Uh, he was playing tonight at MetLife. Uh, played Friday night uh, at MetLife, which is pretty cool. And by the way, and welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer um, is if you haven't heard. He had to cancel a couple of shows in Philly because he was sick. Uh, Bruce Springsteen did, and uh, they've rescheduled those for next year, for next August. So, um, which is interesting. You would have thought he would have tacked it on at some point, 
uh, before the end of this year, but apparently he is just pushing it uh, to next year. So at least you have something to look forward to if you're a Springsteen fan and you had tickets uh, for those concerts for next summer. There you go. Let's dive into Suds and Duds. Uh, first up, El Chupacabra uh, from Bolero Snort. Uh, what a solid lager. Nice hint of, li- uh, hit of lime. Um, I remember, when did I get, oh, I remember when I got these. Pizza Party. Uh, Bob Olson was kind enough. They were wrapping up the day. And he said, look, we don't want to carry all this stuff home. Take this four-pack with you. Uh, you know, check it out. It's an excellent Mexican lager. Um, I'm starting to like these Mexican lagers more and more. I do enjoy it. It's an elevated Corona is what it is. It's better than drinking a Corona. I just can't drink macro beer anymore. Um, I'm going, you know, you go to concerts. That's mostly what they sell. Sometimes at PNC you can get some decent stuff. Uh, they'll have dogfish or something there, which is good, and I'll drink that. But um, when you go to the big venues like Radio City or Madison Square Garden, you kind of have to search around for the for the craft beer. And I really don't want to do that in a crowded arena. I want to get my beer and get to my seat. So most times when I do that, I avoid those beers altogether. I'll either drink water or I'll have, you know, maybe a mixed cocktail. I'm already spending a lot of money for the beer. I might as well plunk down an extra couple bucks and and get a mixed drink. Moving on. Um, so when I went to see Joe Bonamassa, uh, Don Felder, and Sticks a few weeks ago with uh, my best friend and my former neighbors, um, my neighbor had was able to secure some beers from The Alchemist. He got some Heady Topper, and he got some Focal Banger. And he said, what do you want to drink? I said, I'll drink the Focal. I like Focal Banger a little bit better than Heady. Uh, it's a fantastic beer. And he was going to pour it in a cup, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Focal and Hetty are meant to be drunk out of the can. Plain and simple. It's a delicious beer. If you haven't had the Alchemist, do yourself a favor. Take a ride up uh, to Vermont. Y- you won't be disappointed. It's what beer should be. The original. The OG. And speaking of the hot beer that everybody loves, Treehouse Brewing. Uh, he had picked up some stuff. He had Perfect Storm. Okay? Bring those. Fantastic beer to tailgate with. No question. Right? Uh, then I had at the um, at Bethel Woods. They have uh, a number of local breweries, uh, you know, in in cans. Uh, no surprise, Upward is there. Golden Ratio uh, NZ Pale, uh, fantastic beer, a solid pale ale, great to drink. And they have Drownlands there, which is really cool. So I had the Gather House there. It's a solid wit, uh, perfect weather for a concert and a great beer to drink and have a couple while you're sitting there and not get completely uh, overwhelmed. Then you have uh, Think to Swim. This is by Source. I didn't pick this up when, when it came out, uh, but I knew they'd have it on tap when I went down there. I was down there to pick up a couple of other beers. And uh, a solid version of what is a newer West Coast IPA. Slightly bitter. It's got some smoothness on the back end. They're not hitting you over the head with that, that piney, resiny uh, type of hop. Um, but you get the bitterness there. The bittering component is, is there in the beer. This is a nice beer. I, I'm I'm drinking it and I'm going. Mm, maybe I should have gotten a four pack, but you know, at this point now, you got to pick and choose. Um, and so I, I decided not to get it, but I'm glad I was able uh, to have a pint of that uh, when I went down to pick up uh, my beer. Then I, when I was over at Paragon Tap and Table uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, they had on tap uh, Main Beer Company, which is always great. Uh, but Prince Percy, uh, which is an outstanding pilsner. I, I thought I had had this before, but I had never had it. Uh, a delicious beer. The main the main beers are always good. Never a bad thing. And then what Mike D um, 
who's now the general manager, or back as the general manager again at Paragon, what he's been doing uh, is getting these great beers from great from places outside of the state of New Jersey. The Vale is some good stuff. Every single beer that I've had from these guys are phenomenal. Master Shredder, um, juicy, delicious, just a uh, just a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal beer. And then uh, finally, um, I can't believe I ran through this list this quickly. I was uh, I, I was expecting to do a little bit more, but uh, we've got a few minutes left. I've got some stuff to talk about anyway. Um, refusing to retire by Troon. So um, uh, I was able to uh, get a um, uh, a notification on uh, Instagram with Troon, and uh, you know the great thing about Troon if you don't if you don't know this about Troon, um, they post their beers. On a somewhat weekly basis, sometimes, uh, you know, two weeks or whatever. But um, they'll post a beer a Thursday, a Friday, sometimes on a Monday, maybe on a Tuesday. Depends, right? Actually, I don't think they've ever posted anything on a Monday, Tuesday. They post it. They say we have X amount of allotments or uh, pickup is the next day, and this is what you need to do in order to get it. Um, And then you have either, if they have, you know, 200-plus allotments available You've got to get in your car at 5 o'clock in the evening, and you've got to drive down immediately. Because if you don't, forget it. Um, or they have you know a link to buy something. You go on there, you click. Or actually, you don't click. You actually have to remember it or, copy, or try and copy it real quick because Instagram doesn't allow links, which I think is kind of silly now at this point. I think Instagram should be allowing links, but I digress. Um, you go and you hope in the first two minutes that you're able to, uh, you know, get the beer. Because their beer, usually when they have a link, you know, to buy, pick up next day, it's usually sold out within two minutes. But their beers are phenomenal. So when you go to pick up your beer, you're at Brick Farm Tavern, which is a phenomenal place to eat. Really, one of those, you want to take your girl out on a special date, and you want to have great food, you spend a little money without having to go into New York City, take the ride down to Brick Farm Tavern. Trust me, you will not regret it. Everything is farm to table. It's, It's fantastic. So what ends up happening is when you get there, they have the previous week's uh, beer and then they have uh, that current week's beer, usually. And sometimes they have the one from two weeks before if it hasn't kicked, but usually it has. So you're sitting in this dog park where you can sit out and hang and there's fire pits and all kinds of stuff. You get yourself a beer or two. I mean, you made the trip. You might as well, right? I mean, I've never not gone there and not gotten... Um, a pour or two before I leave. You have to. I mean, I've, I've made the hour trip. Might as well do it. Well, anyway, I had refusing to retire while I was down there picking up my be- my uh, my uh, two crowlers. Um, and it always tastes better when your dog is chilling with you. I brought my dog, Chase. Uh, we hung out for a little bit. He was happy. He was outside. He wanted, you know, obviously he wanted me to let him off the leash and just run, uh, but can't let him do that. Uh, but it's always a good time when you can bring your dog with you. And Troon beer, of course, fantastic. I mean, just, you know, knock it out of the park. And a lot of their stuff is very high ABV. Uh, you're talking, you know, 8% uh, and up. Um, I would love it if I could grab one of their stouts one day because from what I've heard, their stouts uh, in bottles are unbelievable. But what are you going to do? Uh, maybe one of these days. We shall see. Um, finally, on next week's program, I, I don't really want to get into this too heavy here. Um, I'm not really sure that uh, next week is going to have a guest. I have a very short week. It's only a three-day week for me because I'm off, actually, the day after Labor Day. And, um, you know, to try and put the show together in three days, I can do it, uh, but certain things have to be lined up. So, anyway, um, there's some stuff going on in New Jersey 
and it's really bothersome, and I want to dive into it a little bit next week. Um, there was a beer that came out by Icarus, um, Sign the Bill Phil. It was uh, to support Brew Jersey, uh, to support the Brewers Guild of New Jersey in their ongoing quest to get uh, legislation signed. Um, and somebody from the ABC said, oh, you can't do that. It's not allowed. And I don't want to get too far into it here because I don't have enough time to really explore it. But um, it sounds to me like somebody got a little, um, got their, got their you-know-what twisted. And somebody complained. The ABC says, if you continue this beer or marketing this beer, we're going to sue you. Um, or we're going to fine you or whatever the case may be. Again, we'll get into it more next week. Um, I'm just, I'm disappointed in, in the state of New Jersey. I, and, and more specifically, Governor Murphy. I'm disappointed in him because, you know, this is a, a bill that benefits breweries, that helps them, that cuts through a lot of the nonsense that they've had to deal with. It allows them to prosper. It allows them to plan for the future. And the governor seems very short-sighted here, trying to get more than he's going to get. He's not going to get what he wants. I just don't see it happening in six weeks. Now, if, if the the if the legislature was back in session, uh, you know, at the end of this month, I'd say, all right, you got a couple months, maybe you work it. You don't. You have six weeks after an election. There's no guarantee that all these people are coming back. So I got a big problem with it, and I got a big problem with uh, Governor Murphy. I think he's um, he's screwing things up royally here. We'll get into it more next week. But my thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, Jan Chodowski at OMF Brewing, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I won't be back on the Joe Piscopo Show until Wednesday at 6 a.m., but I'll be back with a live show next week for the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. Hope everybody has a great Labor Day. Cheers, everybody.